Hello and welcome to a brand new episode of the Power Half Hour on the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. I'm your host, Greg Mahochko, and my co-host on the West Coast, who's really going to be in the driver's seat this week, is none other than Chad. Yes, he is very smart. Hello, Chad. Hello, Greg. And if you're putting me in the driver's seat, I'm used to this West Coast driving, so... We're going to be, it's going to take us about 30 minutes to get a five minute conversation out. Sounds like a, the travel time versus that. That, that sounds like a, a, a typical trip on the PCH. Exactly. What so, is it? Is it highway five out there as well? Well, we have, we have the 405, the 101, the five, the 10, the 60. Are you surprised that I knew the five? Mm, I mean, that's a number that pretty, pretty <laughs> very, common. you're right. It so. is very much a number. <laughs> well, we got 55 here in Illinois and uh, like Sammy Hagar, we can't drive 55 because it's always oh, under construction. Semi- oh, that's true. Construction. I was thinking semi-accident or a train derailment or something to Always block the lanes. No, but there was a train derailment out by my folks a couple weeks ago. Uh, but but mm-hmm. it was between two small towns. There's a, a five mile stretch of, of highway, and and the train was right there. But uh, the, the train derailed did not block any of the major thoroughfare roads. So mm-hmm. and no injuries. Obviously, is important. That's too. good. Yeah. No. When I worked in news back in Southern Illinois, I was kind of surprised at the number of trains that derail on a semi-regular basis that you know like you said there's no major damage or hazardous material leaked so you don't really hear about them they just put them back on the trail and say thomas don't do that again (laughs) and percy you can tell i've got kids uh all right so last episode we talked quite a bit or, or really i talked quite a bit about my sports fandom uh, particularly my love of the nebraska Cornhuskers, who uh have won the last two games um oddly enough after firing their head coach and then after uh the following week fired uh their defensive coordinator they've got uh new people in charge and, and they're two and oh uh, since getting their the barn doors beat off of them by Oklahoma, there there's been a fun thing we've been tracking called the Nebraska Curse, and what that is, is basically every team that has beaten Nebraska has gone on to have uh, horrible outcomes uh, on the other end. For example, briefly because we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, but Oklahoma beat Nebraska forty nine to fourteen, and really, Chad, I tell you, the game was not that close, so, and and at that time. Nebraska, of course, unrated were horrible, but Oklahoma was number six. They've lost three in a row. After the second loss, they're out of the top 25, and then they just had the uh, largest margin of loss in in a long time. Their, their Red River rivalry between Oklahoma and Texas. Texas won 49 to nothing, uh, oddly enough. So, uh, yeah, you, you, you beat Nebraska. Speaking of derailment, that's what's going to happen to your season. So. Well, that explains why Jim Ross has been so uh, in a pissy mood on AEW commentating lately. Isn't that just boomer shooters? Isn't that just how he is anyway anymore? Yeah, you know, you get old. That's what happens. But you know, speaking of football curses, you're from Madden, familiar with the Madden curse, right? Oh yeah, the, the person on the cover of the Madden video game then usually has a 
a lackluster season. Or, or well, sometimes you see uh, again being derailed by injury also. So, yeah. yeah. Um, did you see who's on the current cover of Madden's game? The Madden game that just came out this year? I did not actually. Oh, it's John Madden. And he, he died. So, I mean, he took that curse to the grave. In, in all fairness, I'm pretty sure he died before that, right? Well, probably, but yeah, but I think this this might be the first. Getting... This might be the first release of the game since his passing, which it might be why EA Sports chose to uh, honor him in that way. Yeah, either that or I'm trying to think if it was like a 30th or 40th anniversary, but I'm I'm sure also with his passing that you put him on the Kid, cover. Kids today don't Not know. Like know I used to play Madden on Super Nintendo in like 95, 96. I mean, this game has been around forever. And back then it was, it was John Madden and Pat Summerall. Uh, now it's, you know, Al Michaels and probably Chris Collinsworth. Um, you know, I don't know how much audio they were able to get from John Madden uh, and just put it in the can. Um, but yeah, so it's, you know, there there was a time when John Madden was actually featured in the Madden football game. Uh, that's not the case anymore. By the way, I was bad at video games way back then, too. You just made me think of an idea. Uh, you're, you're familiar with the movie Basketball? Oh, yeah. What if they made a sports game called Footbase and they took sound clips from John Madden and Harry Carey? and put those into the game as commentary. There'd be a lot of alcohol uh, involved. <laughs> Harry Carey, I mean, of course, he was most well-known as the beloved voice of the Chicago Cubs, but he actually started in the same broadcast booth as Jack Buck in St. Louis, uh, was the voice of the Cardinals for, for a long, long time. And, of course, beloved as he was, uh, they said, you know, that few people were more knowledgeable about everything going on in the sport of baseball at that time. Uh, but who uh, legend has it that Harry Carey used to sit there on, on a hot summer day at, at Bush stadium, probably sportsman's park and then Bush stadium and, and, and put down some cold wisers, if you know what I mean. I do not, but I'll take your word for it. I do know what you mean. Thank you. Uh, we, well, I was on the road but, last weekend, and now you've been on the road here recently as well. Well, I'm on the road every day, basically, because it's LA. I drive. But real quick, going back to your Nebraska, you were oh, saying yes. how Nebraska has turned turned the table since our last talk. You know, I was uh, celebrating the miraculous start to the season by the Miami Dolphins, and I believe. Yeah. I even said, you know, usually during football season, I have Hootie and the Blowfish on uh, repeat. Just uh, the Dolphins make me cry. But, you know, not really um, there due to necessarily, you know, issues within themselves. But they have lost now two games. Yes, two games. And they've lost their, you know, starting and backup quarterback to, to con- con- uh, concussions. It was, but they got beat by the Jets today. Oh, I'm sorry. Which, I mean, you get beat by the Jets, but it's not even like 
a close game where you're just like, okay, our you know our quarterback's out, we can't move the ball, our offense is terrible. It was like I don't know, forty to seventeen, I think. So the defense isn't there either, and I don't know what that problem is. So, well, I'm I'm a I just uh, first of all, I feel for the Dolphins and for Dolphins fans because your starting quarterback Tua, I'm not going to attempt his last name, uh, got his bell rung, as they would say in the old vernacular, on a Sunday game two weeks ago and came back and played in the second half. Fast forward to the following Thursday, so four nights later, and got absolutely smashed. I mean, he he was stumbling around on the field on Sunday. They should have taken his helmet. They should have taken him, but they ended up taking him to a a medical facility uh, to borrow a a Vincism uh, in Cincinnati on that Thursday night. Um, two concussions in five days, and and honestly, like for for the young man, and I don't know, you know, maybe you have a different perspective on this as as a Dolphins fan, but for the young man, like he's like, you know what, this is ridiculous. I don't need to be out here for this. I'm like, I'm gonna retire. Did he retire? No, I don't think, I don't so. think so. Did he? No, but okay. he should. I was gonna I mean, say, yeah, Unless he needs to do something but, to protect him. But, but he's think, 24 yeah, he years old. Yeah, I I don't think he will be back. If he comes back this season, it will be late in the season. I would say you yeah. want to, you know, you want to give him the Daniel Bryan or the Brian Danielson treatment of not rushing him back too soon after major concussions. So, uh, yeah. So now at least I don't have to uh, start putting money away for a potential Super Bowl trip because <laughs> I know that the Dolphins aren't going to be there, and maybe we'll get the. Not we. I'm not with the team. I have nothing to do with the team, but maybe they will get another good draft pick next before next season. Uh, but we also were talking fandom on the last episode. And uh, the last two weekends, I have uh, gone to a couple of conventions that couldn't be more different than each other. Oh, really? And I want to talk to you because you have been, you go to the occasional convention. Uh, the one I attended. The previous week was Horror Con, which was all about horror films. It was um, it was their first year, so it was mainly just autograph signings and very little else. Although they did have a couple of Jurassic Park vehicles, like the Jeep and sure. uh, and the Gates, which isn't a vehicle, the gate. Uh, and then they had like you know dinosaurs killing people around it. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh, and I got to meet Jake Busey. Uh, Very he, nice. uh, Starship Trooper fame. Of course, I know exactly uh, who you're talking and I, about. I, yeah, and I found out, I did not know this. Do you know who Kevin Yeager is? The name sounds familiar, but I know I'm going to get it wrong. He is a special effects guy. He created Chucky, the doll from Child's Play. Okay, so he's old school. <laughs> yeah, he is married to the woman that played the mother in Child's Play, and whose name escapes me, but she was also the mother on Seventh Heaven. Okay. I, again, I don't know the. Yeah, I can't think of her name. No, but I did not know they were married. Interesting. But I was just thinking. Oh, well, she went from Child's Play to Seventh Heaven, so going from Chucky to Jessica Beals as a teenager. I mean, it's about the same. There were a lot of moving then, parts in that Seventh Heaven show. Well, uh, uh, we can't even discuss the main father figure anymore. Moving on. So this week, uh, I'll tell you off air. Okay. He got canceled. Oh, okay. Say no more. 
Yeah. Uh, and then this weekend, I attended ToonCon, which was all about animation. And it was more, um, they had a lot more booths set up for merchandise. But again, I don't understand why we need 27 booths selling Funko Pops, because I know there are a million different Funkos, but when all you're selling is Funko. But they did have some, uh, they had a, you remember Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they had a Terminator 2 version of that, whereas the T-1000 and the T and Donald Schwarzenegger. Like toy size? Yeah. Oh, very awesome. Like like the Rock'em Sock'em, but just with the Terminators instead. I I, I totally had missed this when it came out. And what I found interesting, too, is there was one booth that was selling uh, just random stuff, and they had... um, old instruction manuals for like old star Wars toys, like how to put together the Ewok village or how to put together a TIE fighter. Like, is there a market for those? But, um, and then they had Alan, I think it's Alan Oppenheimer, the voice of Skeletor and handy Smurf. He's a big name in the, um, in the animated world. And they were honoring. He might've done like Megatron too, right? Yes. Yes. I, I believe he did one of the Transformers. But yeah, and like I said, they were honoring Don Bluth, who was, you know, the creator of Secret of Nim, Five of Those West, Dragon's yes. Lair. Yes. But, yeah. So um also uh, uh, um, uh All Dogs Go to Heaven, I believe, was also a Bluth film. Sure. I believe you're right. I think so. But uh yeah, he he started out working for Disney and then left Disney. I think because um, some internal um, differences of opinions, but it was interesting to just see, um, you know, the type of crowd that comes out for a horror convention and the type of crowd that comes out for a cartoon convention. And I was a little disappointed in the lack of cosplaying by the guest, but I mean, after all, it's October. You should have your Halloween costume ready, so just wear that. But, Especially for hey. the for the horror version, right? I mean. Now, so here's the thing. I have, I, I, I'm not a cosplayer at all. I've never cosplayed, but I always had an idea for if I was going to, there are two things would need to happen. One is I'd have to find time to go back down to Cape Comic-Con, uh, you know, Cape Girardeau, Missouri, which I think the last one that I was at was the one with you and Kevin and, and Mike, uh, everybody, you know, strong representation from uh, uh jittery monkey podcast network, but I need to get in shape, but I always wanted to cosplay as Freakazoid. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I you don't remember? think I've ever seen a Freakazoid cosplay. I know the character. I never watched the show, but I feel I feel I feel good. A that that you know the character, and and also that uh, um, you know it 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 would be unique, right? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure someone has done, but yeah, it's a popular one that you see everywhere. Um, I said my, my goal, my dream cosplaying um, is because I've done it for a few times for the LA comic-con one year. I was Orko from He-Man. Oh yeah. It was really good. You don't have to, you don't have to explain uh, where Orko comes from. Okay. Just check. But then I ran into another guy cosplaying as Orko there. And the next year I went as Fisto. 
just oh. because I had the giant Hulk hand and painted it, and it was really simple. But the the day before, my friend went and saw someone else cosplaying as Fisto, who actually looked more Fisto-y. Um, the only thing I like my my highlight of that one is they had Kit from Knight Rider mm-hmm. there, and so I took a picture in front of it, so it was Kit Fisto, the oh, Jedi yeah. Master from the of course. I'm um, like, yeah, the only only from, Super from Nerds are going to get that reference. The prequel trilogy. Yes, he was. Yeah. Uh, and then I, 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 I did I'm trying to remember bad. exactly what race Kit Fisto was. I have no clue. He was. I and I. Uh, he was a, a not not Tolan male. He he made it through. Uh, he he got killed by uh, Order sixty six, or it was either Order sixty six, or it was um, a very early Darth Vader. I'm trying to remember. No, no, I take it back. I, I think he. I think he was killed by uh, Emperor Palpatine right before wow. Palpatine was exposed. Mm. So, well, thankfully he didn't have to see an exposed Palpatine because <laughs> <that laughs> old man, yeah. Uh, but yeah, and then I did a very poorly um, poor Prince Adam um, that looked more like uh, a a a cross between like Chris Elliott Cabin Boy and Emo Phillips normal look. Okay. I don't know about uh, Emo Phillips, but I know that one was about Cabin very, Boy. Very together. Yeah. Uh, everybody should know about Cabin Boy. So, yeah, my, my dream He-Man cosplaying, though, is a uh, guy whose name completely just slipped my mind. I was going to say Man at Arms, and that's not it. It's uh, Trapjaw. Oh, okay. I want to do yes. Trapjaw. I have a big, you know, the arm cannon mm-hmm. and mouth. Yeah, but uh, uh, one, I have to really start working out. And two, I have no clue how to fabricate any type of costume um, thing. So, Chad, do you want to be uh, do you want to be accountability buddies? And uh, you know, like we'll we'll keep each other working out and such, uh, uh, so we both get in nope. shape for cosplay season. No, because it will not work. You're right. You're right. You're all the way over there. I'm all the way over here. You're a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. Yeah, unless we're dragging each other to the gym, it's not going to work. And which, speaking of which, I have a friend that I used to work with. His name's Jim Sweeney. I know of and, uh, Mr. Sweeney. You know, Mr. Sweeney. Did you see that the New York? I think it was the Jets legendary player Jim Sweeney died last week. I did not. Very mind. disheartening. Oh uh, yeah, I I was like I would fully believe that when Sweeney passes, that it will make national news because. Um, I will, but yeah, this has no bearing for anybody listening to the show, but I just, I'm just going stream of consciousness right now. Um, speaking of which, have I ever told you the Judy Tenuta story? You have not even told me who Judy Tenuta is. You do not know Judy. Did you not see that she passed away in the past week? Judy. Oh, she was a comedian. Judy Tenuta. I'm going to, I'm going to, Oh, okay. So I recognize her. Yes. But I, I would not have okay. known who that was prior. I apologize she, to uh, Judy. Was, she was kind of big in the late eighties when comedy was big and about, mm, I'd say nine, 10 years ago, I was at a small theater with my friend, Sean and uh, Mike Meyer. 
And we're standing in the lobby waiting for our other friend, Mike, and another friend of ours to show up because Mike Meyer's brother, Adam, was doing the play. He was the star of the play. And so we're just sitting there and Sean is from Evansville, Indiana. And so somehow we got talking about all the random celebrities that come through Evansville. And he mentions Judy Tenuta played there at one point. So we're just continuing our conversation. And about two minutes later, this lady who I'd seen walk through the lobby comes back and she's like, did I hear you guys talking about Judy Tenuta? Yeah. She's like, <laughs> she's my best friend. Do you want to say hi to her? And whips out her phone and calls Judy Tenuta. And Judy answers and she's like, Judy, I'm here with some of your fans. Say hi. And we're all just like, hi. <laughs> like, we have nothing to say, but that's we, we can't, yeah, we can't go in our probably Rolodex like, of Judy Tenuta uh bits and and be like, oh, I remember this bit from you know, you did it at the uh, Apollo in in '88. Oh, you really I, killed. I, mean, I think she was married to Emo Phillips at one point, from what I've heard, but I can't verify that. I'm gonna and again, about, if you don't know who Emo Phillips <laughs> is, you need to. I was gonna say I'm about to make you very sad, Jed. Well, it wouldn't be the first time. Oh gosh, golly gee. Uh, Anyway, we are 20 minutes into the show and we haven't even gotten anywhere. Um, so we were talking beforehand, Craig, about doing Halloween themes because it's October and I think it's by podcasting laws that you have to do Halloween episodes during the month of October. And I, guess. I have been trying to watch I've been trying to watch a horror film a day since the beginning of the month. And I watched two classic horror films that I had never seen before. And uh, first, I'm going to ask you if you've seen them. I watched Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Have you seen the 1930 versions? No. Are those the old Um, Universal Monster movies? Yes. Morris Karloff. Yeah. Yeah. No. But Uh, I did read the Frankenstein book years ago. Okay. Does that help? Does that give me any points? Um, I mean, the fact that you read a book, that's good. Um, and and I was middle school age. You know, I was like seventh grade. So it, I think it counts more because right. it wasn't expected of a seventh grader. Yeah. Uh, I was just going to say Frankenstein is 70 minutes long. Bride of Frankenstein is 75 minutes long. Now, they are some of the longest 70 <laughs> minutes that you will ever spend watching a film. I was going to ask because of of your your location and your knowledge of the industry, is seventy minutes even technically considered a film? I believe now the current the standard is it's got to be eighty five minutes, eighty to eighty five minutes. So that's why a lot of these really bad comedies you'll see packed with bloopers at the end mm. before the end credit or the credits are really stretched out so that you can get. Um, but you know, in the Wait 1930s, a Wait a minute. There are a lot of Jackie Chan movies that ever have outtakes and things like that. Bloopers in it. Are they are they like 80 minutes long? I don't know. It's a Jackie Chan movie. It feels like it goes by like like lightning because he's <laughs> so good and smooth. Yeah. Have you seen uh The Spy Next Door? I don't think so. Uh watch that one a few weeks ago. Wow. That was his attempt at family kids movies Americanized. Yeah. Uh, anyway, back to Frankenstein and Bride of Frankenstein. Yes, I apologize. And Bride of Frankenstein, 
like I said, 75 minutes long. The bride doesn't show up until 68 minutes into the movie. Um, I just, I, I was very surprised at how uninteresting both of these classics were. And I'm like, is it just because the time that they were made, they were new and fresh and, you know, no one knew this, but, and, and, you know, Boris Karloff does do a good job as the monster, but I would say if you are looking for a Halloween fair to watch this year, stay away from these two. Very interesting. Uh, it, and, and I only say that because of, of the, I guess, legacy or the legend that is built yeah. up around, you know, these, these films, um, honestly, having never seen them and, and because your glowing recommendation, I kind of want to see them now. Well, they are available on Peacock. Uh, you know, the, I do have Peacock. Uh, the universal streaming platform. So all the classic horror films are there. Friend of the show, Josh uh, but loves I would say, the universal uh, horror movies. Okay. I I mean, maybe I'm just not, wasn't in a place to fully enjoy them, but I want to go back. I still want to watch Invisible Man and Dracula and just see how they are. But I would say that uh, if you want to watch those characters, probably stick with the Monster Squad. Good movie. I haven't seen that in 25, 30 mm-hmm. years, but good movie. The one time I remember watching it. Wolfman's got nards. <laughs> I remember that part. <laughs> yeah. And that was that was before little Greg's nards even dropped. Mm. Um, and in that regard, have you watched the Rob Zombie version of the Munsters? I have not. On Netflix. Oh. I've heard Did you watch the Munsters as a kid. I, I caught it in syndication, yes. It was usually um on daytime TV uh, or, or, you know, uh, TV line late at night. But I do remember, yes, the Munsters. I think this movie would have been better as a limited series. Okay. And capped it at like 20 minutes each episode instead of an hour and 45 minute movie because it's pretty drawn out for a one note comedy. Is but. it is it just this uh, this family that doesn't belong and they have to find their way? Well, this is the like the prequel, so it's how Lily meets Herman. Okay. Yeah. All so, right. I, I mean, probably it, get into that. I don't. I don't think it was as bad as people as it's made out to be, but it's definitely not. I mean, if if you're familiar with the monster, you know what you're getting going in, and Rob Zombie delivers that. Does it have? That was so, going to be my question. Does it have some of that campy? Oh, it's old school feel. Camp. Okay. Is yeah, it big breakout? S'mores and your bug repellent because you're definitely going to camp with this one. Is it is it akin to the Johnny Depp movie uh, Dark uh, Shadows? Yes. Mm, yeah, I would say roughly the same. Yeah. Okay. All right. Interesting. Any uh, any other uh, horror uh, movies uh, to to discuss that you've watched recently? Well, I did watch Spiral. From the book of Saul, the Chris Rock, Sam Jackson entry into the Saul legacy. Yeah. Um, I am not a fan of the torture porn aspect of those that, movies. That's what I find be- this, the story was actually entertaining. 
I was gonna say, and that's what those movies. I, I watched the first two. Oddly enough, mm-hmm. I watched the second one um, after seeing some promotional clips for it. While you got to go back to whatever year it came out, but it was the world premiere of Santa's Sleigh on mm-hmm. TNT, starring Bill Goldberg. And, and in commercial breaks, they were doing some of these promotional clips of Saw Two. So I and I was like, oh, yeah, no, I just, there's just really nothing about that that was appealing to me. I, I, and maybe it's because it has no supernatural element to it that at even 20 years ago, whatever uh, it was, I thought, man, some really twisted person could try to emulate this. I'm surprised that they have not found anybody that has tried to do that based on the fact of the society that we live in. But mm-hmm. no, I, I found like the first two and, and the spiral actually had good stories. If you take out the violent, the, you know, over the top violence. Sure. Uh, they're, they're well-crafted stories, but yeah, the, the torture porn aspect, not that good. Um, and then the last one that I'll mention real quick as we are right grinding down and hopefully next episode, you'll get to talk and, and lead the conversation. But I watched hey. studio six, 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 the Foo Fighters horror film. Oh gosh. And, I watched that the day after um, going to the Foo Fighters tribute concert to Taylor Hawkins. So it was kind of bittersweet seeing him. We'll have to talk movie, about that next but, time. Yeah. Mm, but yeah, then no, that one I recommend to check it out. It's dumb violence and Dave Grohl just being Dave Grohl. So. And nobody grows better than Dave Grohl. Uh, Chad, a lot of fun we've had this time. Great catching up with you. But we, sir, you and I, are out of time. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. For more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. Jittery Monkey.